Good afternoon, baseball fans. It is Monday, January 22nd, and this is a fun bonus episode of Bourbon and Baseball. I know that all of you fun people listened to the last episode yesterday. Again, all of the bonus content. I am Susie. That is Kelsey. This is Bourbon and Baseball, and we have a very special, very special, so special, special guest today, Jessica Kleinschmidt. How are you, Jess? I'm good. It's a lot of specials and I'm terrified. I'm just going to let everybody down. But thank you. No, 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 no. No pressure. We, I hope you brought the special. Yeah. We needed to hype you up. We needed to hype you up um, because you are amazing. Uh, you host your own um, podcast show, Awful, from Awful Announcing, short and to the point. I love that. Um, the double entendre there. Yes. Chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. um, also, Oakland A's reporter, broadcaster and post-game shows like you're just doing all of the things Jess like what I'm so amazed by you that is I'm, am I'm amazed by myself I'm so glad the term Delulu is like trending because I feel like <laughs> I am just Deluluing my way through life right now but no, I'm really lucky and I was actually talking to somebody recently I want to be like a five tool player where I do everything in sports media and so far I'm checking off all the boxes so I'm very very blessed I yeah. love that that's a really good way to put it in in sports perspective yeah. for our listeners. So now how long have you worked for the Oakland Athletics? I guess I've been associated with the A's. This is my sixth season now heading in. I actually just finally finalized my contract for the 2024 season just days ago. Um, so I'm very excited to get started on this season. Before I was with the actual Oakland A's themselves, I was with NBC Sports Bay Area. So I was kind of their pseudo A's beat reporter, but I was also covering all the sports in the Bay Area. So Niners, Giants, uh, Sharks, Kings, Raiders at the time. I was doing a little bit of everything with them. Kings, did I mention the Kings? The Kings as well. Um, and so it was just all the things. I'd sometimes be at an A's game being a beat reporter, but like writing a George Kittle article on the side. So I was very much prepping for what I'm doing now, just doing a little bit of everything. Um, and so I'm entering sixth season with the A's overall, but I think this is my third season with just, just being under the A's umbrella. Gotcha. That's, that's so much fun. So both Kelsey and I are strictly baseball girls. Okay. Like, and so when you were listing off all those teams in my head, I'm all, I think that's basketball. I totally. think that's football. Totally. I believe maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's hockey. I don't Sharks even know. Is hockey. I found that out recently. Thing. Sharks is hockey. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm like I know that George Kittle is is a football player. I'm very that's proud a, of myself. Maybe that's that. all you need to know. You can <laughs> you can cover the Niners now. Yeah. 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 Well, so I was I was texting uh, my best friend about this. Oh, before I before I go go on, I'm so sorry. I didn't give the Listeners, oh. the the rated R warning. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, this is a rated R podcast for all of the adult content, not that adult content, the uh, adult language rated R content. Um, lots of four-letter words, probably some inappropriate adult humor. I will try and, you know, like back it off just a little bit because we have a very special guest. But odds are it's just going to come out, guys, because that's just who I am as a person. So if there are littles in the room, maybe put some earmuffs on them. If not, no judgment here. That's That's not what we do here. But that's not your jam. You've been forewarned. So there it is. Um, so I was I was texting my my best friend about football and how had anybody shown me Nick Bosa earlier? Yeah, I may have been a football girly much <laughs> sooner in life. You the girls love them some Bosa. Yeah, spamming me uh, yeah. with Nick Bosa content. <laughs> I 
And so I, I was, I was texting her about Nick Bosa and I was in, I said something about, I'm like, yeah, Nick Bosa from, from the giants. And she goes, what did you just say? And I was like, Nick Bosa from the giants, like the San Francisco giants. And she goes, do you, you just, what are you doing? You just reverted back to baseball without even oh. knowing that you reverted back to baseball. And I was so mad because I, I do actually know that, you know, San Francisco, it's the 49ers. That is the football team. And in no world am I thinking it's the New York Giants. Like, I know that that's not, he's he's not playing for them. Totally. But it just, it automatically reverted back to baseball, even though I was trying to talk about football. It happens yeah. in the off season too. Like if, if the off, in the off season, like especially during, you know, hot stove time, winter meetings, people go off about DeVito for the Giants. I'm like, who the heck is that? Is he going to help their bullpen? But it's, they're talking about the New York Giants. Yeah. So it's like, I get it. It happens to me all the time. Like you're not allowed to just write Giants from the months of October to, to spring training. Just say NYSF. It's not difficult to put that in the, the hashtag. Yeah. And so I, she's like, you are a mess. And I, I don't even know what to do with you, Susie. Like, and I was like, sorry, baseball over everything. I, it happens to me like, all the time. I get Marlins yeah. and Mariners confused. It's like, it's, it's a thing. Don't worry. Yeah. But you know, ha again, had people had my husband shown me Nick Bosa, we probably would have been watching much, many more football games. Yeah. Many, many more. So, um, so now I read an article about you and your career and how basically you had wanted to work with the Oakland Athletics since you were a young girl. Is this mm -hmm. is this the the type of work that you had imagined yourself? wanting to do or 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 like Kelsey were you wanting to be like the first female umpire like in what role were you wanting a lot of different phases did you always yeah have a one-track mind or I actually wanted to be the first female baseball player I played baseball growing up um so I didn't know softball existed I thought girls had to play baseball and just like kind of suck it up so I actually played baseball until I was a sophomore in high school and I switched to softball for collegiate opportunities, which ultimately didn't work out because I dropped out of college, but that's neither here nor there. But when I was 12, we'll yeah, okay. it's fine. When I was like 12, 11 ish, my dad got tickets. I'm from Reno. So we were living in Reno and he got like free tickets. And this was back in the early days of the A's where it was just the, the tickets were so cheap. You would spend $14 and you were in the dugout. And there was a special in on a Wednesday and I think it was like $2 seats and we get there and those particular seats had sold out, but they honored our tickets to get like box seats. So the moment I sat down, oh, it's going to give me, this gives me chills every time I talk about it. The moment I sat down, I noticed the third baseman, he hit a home run. And I, I saw he was number three. I'm like, who is that? And because I, that week I switched from first to third base. Um, and that when you're 11 is like, you're basically moving out of your parents' house into a new yeah. apartment. It's like a totally different position because every all the guys that I played with got taller and I stayed the same size. I'm still the same size I was when I was 12 um, in certain aspects. But when I luckily found out I had an arm, so I switched to third base. The third baseman for the Oakland A's ended up being Eric Chavez. And I looked in this – I had this um, program that fell on the ground, which somebody had to purchase and they dropped and I remember I wiped the peanut shells off of it. And I opened it up and it turns out Eric Chavez and I shared a birthday several years apart. And then I also saw the center fielder resided in Reno, Nevada. And you know who that center fielder was, was my now manager, Mark Kotze. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. And so I went home, I, we were driving home that day and I just looked over at my dad and I was just so embarrassed to admit to him that I like fell in love with this team because I saw Bobby Crosby who had like the socks up vibe, which I did when I played. And that's like unheard of now. 
and I talked to Bobby Crosby. He's now with the A's first base coach. I told him about this. I'm like, I mirrored my shortstop playing ability after you. And then they had Mark Ellis, who, who was like this quiet second baseman. And I, he reminded me of this baseball player that I played with back in Reno. And I remember telling my dad, like, I kind of want to like watch this team. And he's like, cool. And then we were sitting on the couch. I was sitting on the couch and he was sitting in his chair. My dad was. And I changed the channel because the A's game was on. He's like, why'd you change the channel? I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of like embarrassed. And he's like, why are you embarrassed? I was like, I don't know. But I told you earlier, I want to be like the A's reporter for this team. Like, is that a thing? And he's like, fuck yeah, it's a thing. Like, let's go. And um, it was so cool to have a male figure in my life who just supported me from the beginning. And he knew that I was the only girl playing and he was he was my coach he was like the team dad and everything so he was just used to me being the only girl and he just knew that, that was going to help me in the long run because to this day I'm still like the only girl on the A's broadcast I'm the only girl in a lot of rooms there's times I'm only the only woman in the clubhouse like that's just how it is and so as time goes on it's such a norm to me but I told my dad I'm going to be an A's reporter one day and he's like how do we do it and so I mean, you fast forward a few years and I'm doing it, but I will say it's definitely different than what I anticipated because when I watched TV and see, saw the girls doing the sideline stuff, I didn't know that that was, there was more to it than that. And of course the job has changed over the years. Like social media didn't really exist back then. Um, so for me, it's like radio, you can turn that into a podcast, you can turn that into digital. And so digital is what really changed my life because I, created this, this stuff, this stuff, this content on social media, on Twitter and got kind of discovered that way. And so I'm able to take what I learned from creating content and create content on different bunch, a diff bunch of different avenues. And that's kind of how this role was, was born. So I'm so lucky with all of that. I love that. I love that so much. Like I got chills from that. I'm, I never knew that you were from Reno. And I, I got to tell Eric Chavez that kids. story. I got to tell Eric Chavez that story last year. Cause we, inducted him into the A's Hall of Fame. And it was another chill story because we we had the scrum available because obviously he's like an Oakland legend. And so all the reporters got to talk to him. And I chickened out. And my job is to talk to these guys. And I don't get scared talking to anybody. But for him, I was like, that'd be kind of weird. So I was like, uh, whatever. But I'll like go down to the field for a ceremony and take photos. As I'm walking out of the tunnel, he's just standing there by himself in like street clothes. And I was like, Jess, you have to go talk to him. So I walk up to him and I introduce myself and I was like, Hey, you're one of the reasons why I'm here. I'm the A's team reporter. And he stopped what he was doing. He looked at me, he goes, tell me about that. And so I got to tell him the story. And I remember I had rehearsed telling him in my head for a decade, like mm -hmm. I need to tell him this story. And I finally got to, and he was like, thank you so much for telling me that. And um, my father has passed since then, but I got to tell my little brother that story. And my brother was with me at that game. And the, the next game that he got to go to was when his big sister was one of the, you know, the A's team reporter. I got to give him tickets and put him on the field. He's like, yeah, that was the last game I went to. And I got to tell my brother the story by Eric Chavez. So all these cool moments and, you know, Mark Kotze is my manager and he's just a phenomenal human being. So just a lot of cool things, like very much a full circle moment. And like, God told me I was supposed to be here type of thing. My life. I got life. more chills. Yeah. Same, same, babe. Oh same. Love that. Love that so much. Um, so now when, when you say that you made all of the content found, found, um, kind of like your calling on Twitter and stuff, is that when you like dropped out of college? Like what, what's, what was the path that you took from 
saying that girl saying I want to be the the age reporter to like now what's that roadmap look like I was just like a really bad student and I hated going to class <laughs> and I and I was and I was paying my own way through school so I was like I'm wasting so much money right now and I remember I was I worked for the federal government for like eight years the Bureau of Land Management and I just I was like I I like this job I don't love my job I just remember like constantly the universe and God were always telling me like this is not it babe like this is not it and I was like why would I like tell my 11 year old self like, no, we didn't do that. We didn't do it. But I just was at my government job one day and I went into my boss's office and she was like a mom to me. And I was like, I can't like do this anymore. I'm going to move to Oakland and I'm just going to start this crazy career. And same thing. She reminded me of my dad. She was like, okay, like we kind of figured this day would happen. And she, she tried to get me to stay. She's like, well, pay for your schooling, whatever you want to do. And I was like, I don't like school. Like I, I, I would be wasting money if you sent me to school. And, and she understood and to this day, we're, we're still really close. And um, everybody at my job was like, we knew you were going to do this. Cause I was like blogging on the side and like doing stuff uh, all for free. Um, but I just knew like, I had to go like introduce myself like to the Bay area. It was a whole thing. And so I think two weeks later, I moved to the Bay Area. One of my best friends took me in. Uh, we're still close to this day. And so I lived with her for a little bit, doing odd jobs, blogging. Um, and that's kind of where this all started. But it was just kind of like a fuck it mentality. You know, like, I'm just going to go do it. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it. But there's something special about me that I have this talent that, like, I've never seen on TV or I've never seen online. Um, so I just was pushing out a bunch of content. Nobody was reading it until finally the right person read it, the right person watched it. And all of these opportunities kind of came to fruition. Yeah, I think that's, well, it's cool to call out and talk to you about it because especially this day and age, there are a lot of industries where it's just less conventional in terms of like, you get a degree, it gets you this. It isn't yeah. necessarily like a means to an end. And how empowering is it to hear that, yeah, if you don't feel like that is your path, especially if you are paying your own way, because I was in exactly the same yeah. situation where I felt like, I'm not sure what I should be doing, but this is maybe this isn't it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, the thing to do. But is there, I guess, you know, people are looking at you and wanting to do what you do and thinking like, okay, well, then how do I do this, get this? How did you even know where to start? I, I didn't. I told you the Delulu thing. And here's the thing. Like I, I am constantly asked to talk to college students in like yeah. college classes. And I feel like it's kind of hypocritical and where I didn't like school wasn't my thing. And there was this young girl and it broke my heart. She was like, I told my mom, I didn't want to go to college because you didn't go to college. I'm like, baby, no, no, no. That doesn't mean like that's your, like you have to follow my sure. situation because she was a really good student and she liked school. It's just, it wasn't for me. And, um, and so I just told her like, this is, this was my path and that's what I chose to do. And it's everything in life. It's not just a career, it's a relationship, right. it's friendships. Like my path is going to be different from everybody else's. Like I can handle it. Like people want to throw stuff at me. I can handle it. That doesn't mean everybody else can. So for me, it was just like, well, I know everybody else is doing it a certain way. And I know you're, you're saying like people would go to college and that would help them, but I saw a lot of college kids weren't getting their foot in the door either. So I was like, nice. what's the point of going through all of that if I can just introduce myself to the right people? And I also knew that like I just saw the game differently and I asked the right questions too. 
And I just started getting followed on Twitter by a lot of like big name people. And I would just be like, hey, can I pick your brain? So I would cold email a lot of people. People are constantly cold emailing me and I'll, I'll go on the phone with you and talk to you about whatever you want to talk about. But for me, it was just like, I'm curious. And then if I wanted to write a, a story on it, why not slide into somebody's DMs who coached that guy and be like, hey, can I pick your brain about so-and-so? I'm writing a, a profile on him. I'm writing, I'm writing a feature on him and then go from there. And for me, it was also able to translate a written article into a podcast, into going on a radio appearance. Uh, having TV introduced to me, that was a whole Delulu thing too. I thought I was going to be amazing at it and I freaking hated it. And now I'm better at it. But at the beginning, I was like, I thought I was just going to go on TV and like be good. Like it was a disaster in the first couple of times, but now I love it and I'm good at it, you know? And so it just, it was just kind of one of those things where I know I'm going to fail a bunch of times, but think about a baseball player. If you hit the ball one out of three times, like you're one of the best hitters in the league. So it's like, and Tony Kemp told me that they're playing the game at the, the game of failure at the highest level of professionalism. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like you guys just go out there and fail a majority of the time. And like, you're considered one of the best. If you really think about it, you know, it's really hard. Yeah. It's so different from any other sport in that regard. And the fact that they have to do it as long and throughout the season is a whole thing. So it was just trusting myself, trusting the process. I knew I was going to make it like, and I, and I, like I said, it was delusion, but also like I can back that up with my talent. And yeah. I also am very charismatic when I talk to people and I have a good way of like having them open up to me. I'm very curious. And the guys that I cover, they know that. And I have to be an extension of them when I go on the broadcast and I say, hey, I have to talk about this pitch you're working on. Can you explain it to me a little bit better? Because I was very confused when you said X, Y, and Z. And they know that I'm trying to make them look good or get the right wording across and having a baseball background myself, not to the extent that they did. But I've definitely played baseball a lot longer than a lot of the guys I share a press box with. Mm -hmm. So that's no different from that regard either. So when I get the trolls and they're like, Oh, you can even play baseball. It's like, I'm, I played baseball longer than a lot of the guys that I share a press box with not a broadcast booth with, but a press box certainly. So it's certainly from that regard. And yeah, but I have the resources to go in the clubhouse and ask that person like, Hey, what did you mean by this? I saw this in your stance. Like you're getting a little bit different from that. And like, even just we're prepping for spring training. We had A's cast and we had, you know, Ryan Noda on uh, Zach Geloff and Nick Allen, and they're working on some things. And I'm so excited to, dig into what they were working on in the off season to see how they can be successful in 2024. And that's part of it. I love talking about the numbers because people are obsessed with numbers and rightfully so you want to be able to depend on that. You want to have proof, but I want to dig even deeper in that with the stuff that you can't find on a baseball reference page. You're hitting on like, so there's so many golden nuggets and everything that you just said. I think there is so much to being curious that we <laughs> we miss out on or take for granted these days and to recognize that as a unique skill that you have. And also we were talking about this before we started recording, like just embracing the things that you know are your strengths. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I think it, that's actually only become more difficult to do in the age of social media and yeah. all of this content creation, because, you know, my, my husband teaches young kids and he will come home and tell me like, I try to teach these kids to play the guitar today and they all got so discouraged because I showed them some YouTube video of someone, you know, playing some amazing guitar piece and they're yeah. like, I can never do that. So, I mean, how awesome to hear that straight from you to just say like, 
I saw this in myself. I really felt it. And I, I just went for it. I didn't know how, but I knew I was going to figure it out. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I, I wish I was the girl on my Instagram page. Like that girl has her shit together, but it's just a highlight reel. Right. And so same thing. Like I like lost followers today. And I was like, I remember like five years ago, that would have really pissed me off. <laughs> but today I'm just like, Ugh, they're missing out. It's fine. Like, it's just one of those things, you know, like right. social media has such a, a grab, a, a grab on us. And I know that's why I'm hired a lot because I do have a strong following, but I know that's not everything. And it's not who I am hundred percent of the time. But if you are going to follow me on social media, I hope you know that who I am on social is pretty much who I am. Instagram, I'm going to blur out my pimples. That's just, that's just how I am. And I don't feel bad about that. But at the same time, like if you see me tweeting and I tweet a certain way, that's exactly who I'm going to be when you meet me in person. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that you said that when you first started doing like TV, you were, that was not, you were not about it. Um, one of our, our sideline reporter, the Julia Morales did a, a broadcast journalism, like sideline reporting workshop. And I was like, oh, I let me, let me try that. Let me see what that's like. And I, in my big girl job, um, I'm, I'm a photographer and I used to teach photography for like big conventions and workshops and like that. And I've never had an issue talking to people, teaching people about things. When I tell you the sheer deer in the headlights, the camera was on, the light was on, and I turned into a blubbering idiot. I mean, more so I didn't than know I how really to spell am. MLB. Yeah, it's a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. I, I, to this day, like, I still will not show my husband the, the highlight reel, like, of what we actually recorded. And he's like, it can't be that bad, Susie. Like, it is. It's absolutely yeah. that bad. I talked about my favorite baseball player. Chaz McCormick will never see this ever. Like, I, I can't. He's I don't my know favorite Astros player, by the way. He's amazing. <laughs> but I almost guarantee it's probably not going to be as bad as you think. No, I, it's, it is, it is. Susie, it really is. Susie. <laughs> I'm thinking this is like when you get, so I'm, I'm a theater actor and it's like when you get headshots and every time it has never failed, I get the headshots and I'm like so excited to see them. And I sit and go through them. And for like two hours, I just like cry. And I'm like, uh, I look like that. I know. I know. And you know um, what? That's, and that's, that's true, right? Like I, you wear our own worst critics, but then if you go back later, it, they're not so yeah. bad. Even like, and I, and I've listened to broadcasts where I'm like, that was the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And like, somehow it'll end up on the internet or like the A's will tweet it out to like re repurpose it. And I'm like, Hmm, that's yeah. not, it's not that bad. That no, wasn't horrible. I love that. But you know what, you know, what's cool is we will, we will never meet anybody who was worse on us than we are on ourselves. And if you saw my mentions, you would hundred percent agree, but there's people that have told me things in my mentions. I'm like, you can't hurt me. I said those those things with way more f bombs about me like two days ago in the mirror. Like we're good. So it's 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 like I, yeah. that too. Like how many times have we been better because we failed? And it's always from that. So so Susie, you're like, oh, that was terrible. But I bet if you did it 47 more times, and that's, that's maybe that maybe these are all things that the game of baseball. Susie, you are so us. fucking stubborn, dude. Like I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Yeah. Well, ma'am, I mean, again, I, I was raised with an Asian mom. So really and truly, like nothing can hurt me. So yeah, uh, I always tell my husband that I need to, I'm like, look, I'm just trying to give our daughters just enough emotional trauma that they'll be funny, but not enough. Oh, totally. To therapy for the rest of their life. Okay. <laughs> totally. like that's, 
That's also, I'm sorry I keep looking one. at my phone. I think I might have to break news sometime oh, today. Oh, but that's just... you can break it right here. I know. Yeah, I kind of always wanted to do that. I had Robert Murray on my podcast and he, he almost broke news. I'm like, I was like, we should like elongate this podcast just so I can have like the Adam Schefter effect. But no, I, I don't want to be rude. It's just just in case. No, but... you're totally fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've, if, if at any point in time you need to do that, you're like, okay, hey, bye. And then just log off and we'll be we'll be OK. okay. Like that is one one thousand percent. All right. So um, so now tell me tell me why who is your favorite press no not press tell me who your favorite um color commentator is and why is it dallas Braden? no i'm just kidding well it's actually um, melanie newman know. dallas is fine um <laughs> but no Dal dallas is just one of my favorite human beings i've actually never told this story i'm glad i get to tell it now uh so my mom passed away of cancer last may and if it wasn't for dallas i don't know if i would have been okay um, he dealt with something similar with his mother and, um, I've worked with Dallas, gosh, for six seasons now. And he went from just being a colleague to a friend to now he's, he's just my brother. And I remember when I found out my mom was dying, when I found out she was terminal, the A's were in Baltimore and I, I don't travel with the team, but I was texting Melanie. I was like, I need Dallas right now. So Melanie beautiful human being. She ran to the visiting TV side and held the phone up to Dallas and Dallas immediately called me. And I was just in shambles. And Dallas basically said, you have to stick. Cause I was just like, if both of my parents are gone, what am I like? What's the point, you know, and not like in a dark way, but in a way where I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. If I have the two most important people in my life gone. And Dallas is like, I need you here. And Melanie needs you here. And so if it wasn't for him, I don't know where I would be right now. And and Dontrell Willis once told me the A's saved his life and coming back from leave after my mom passed away, like I needed to get back. And it was to see Dallas. It was to see the A's. And Tony Kemp was a huge support system and his wife, Michelle, too. So Dallas is more to me. So when people talk about Dallas, like, you know how Dallas is. Like, he's chill. He's fun. <laughs> he uh, will smoke weed on a podcast. That's who he is. But <laughs> yeah. But I know Dallas as the support system. And when uh, Megan, his wife, brings in his three girls, Dallas is a puddle of maple syrup. And he's just the best girl dad, the best dad, the best friend you could ever have. Also, above or below all of that, he's a phenomenal broadcaster. And he taught me to just be myself, too. Like, I feel like when you first get in the industry, you want to be the, the, the next Sarah Spain, the next Michelle Beadle. And then I just remember waking up one day, wanting to be the first Jess Kleinschmidt and it's, it's the Dallas Bradens of the world, the Stuart Scotts of the world to remind you like being yourself will get you far in life. So Dallas Braden is definitely one of my favorite broadcasters, but Melanie Newman is just like the love of my life and my sister. So they're, I guess they're like tied and it's because of that, that story, uh, because of, of him, he's just the best. It's just a chill fest in here. Like you would think that it is below freezing because I have. <laughs> I know. But I want people, I don't know, but it's Dallas, but like he's, he's a softy and I want people to know that. Yeah. I love, I love Dallas. Dallas um, was actually one of my, one of the first guests that we had on the show um, when we were, when we were first starting out and I've been doing the show for a little over a year now. And I think it was like three months in. And so, um, and my then co-host Shelby actually reached out to him and and set it all up and then um 
he came on and I think we talked for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize it. And I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry. That wasn't even professional. Like, that's not even a thing that I, I'm so, and he was like, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Like we're, we're fine. He's and then, the best. Like we got off the thing and both Shelby and I just looked at each other and well, we just talked to Dallas Brandon for like an hour and a half about it. And we hadn't, we didn't even talk about any of the things that we wanted to talk about. We just talked about all of the other things because it was such a natural conversation and he has and this innate he has yeah and he has this innate ability to, to remind you that like baseball is bigger than baseball you know what i mean and i think that's another thing that i learned from him as well is you put the numbers aside talk about the guy beneath the the heartbeat under the uniform and yeah. he played with so much emotion obviously we all know the perfect game mother's day and it's just he kind of made you romantic about baseball again no pun intended but i also think that if it wasn't for the dallas's of the world a lot of former players wouldn't be as open on their broadcast as well and it's like it's i feel like you have to tap into that a little bit more um because former players will get on a set and they're like oh i've been on tv before but it's just different and i feel like he was kind of the beginning of letting the guys show off who they actually are, which is difficult to do when you have a camera in your face, probably less difficult when they don't have like a player contractual agreement anymore. But I just, it was really cool to see him just be honest. And everybody I've ever met will say that like Dallas. And now like you have like Jonathan Papelbon being very open, uh, but he's always been that way. Um, So it's just kind of just from that mentality. And I think that that's what I love about him was because I learned from that as well. Like I was not my best self on being on TV for the first time. Cause I was trying to be the next X, Y, and Z. And I remember my mother heard me on a broadcast. It was a pregame show for the A's. And she was like, was that you? I didn't sound like you. And part of it was cause AJ puck was injured and I had to be legit about making sure the his rehab was, was correct. And she was like, I understood that, but then you weren't talking about AJ the entire time. Like that didn't sound like you. It sounded like you, but it didn't like, sound like you so it was just when when your mommy tells you to like to be you like you're like fine I'll be me so it was just just stuff like that was was what I learned from Dallas and stuff I was gonna ask you uh well I'm sure everyone asks you this actually so I'm not gonna ask you but I was thinking you know a question that you probably get asked a lot was you know what are some of your best pieces of advice for people looking to do similar work to you but I you're saying the thing that I think is so incredibly important and easy to say, like, just be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And as you're, you're talking about it, I'm thinking, you know, like I, I taught fitness forever. And when I started teaching fitness, I remember like watching, you know, a video of myself back and I sounded like the person who trained me. Yeah. And we all kind of do that. Right. So it's, it's going to happen is, but I guess what I'm going to ask you instead is what are the, some of the best ways that you have found to to be yourself? Is it the reps? Is it, you know, is there some great class you can take? Like, how do you just get more comfortable at being the best version of you? It's definitely a deep question. And I had Rich Hollenberg on my podcast. And this guy was one of the first, if not the first reporter to be on the grounds during the Aaron um, Hernandez case. And I watched that episode and we need to throw it in the show notes because it was awesome. You did? You loved that? Yeah. Love watching. Oh my gosh. No. And I remember because he he also hosts um like or he also is, is in, in part of this community where he's giving back and he's he's helping young people try to get in the industry as well. And he was telling me about like he's trying to 
have these young people be themselves. And I said, I asked him, is that easy? Is that teachable? Yeah. And it's, I, and he said, well, at first he said it was a great question. Um, but <laughs> which is like, that's like, ugh, it's, you know, um, and I don't think it's teachable, but it's definitely learnable. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with just like, I don't even know. And curiosity is definitely a part of it. I don't mind asking stupid questions because I remember I asked a stupid question to Matt Olson and I got like my ass handed to me on Twitter once. And then it was weird because everybody who was coming at me on Twitter, I would, I take a step back and all of my journalistic friends, all of my reporter friends, all of my newsroom friends were like, thank you for asking that. And it was also about observing the fact that his body language wasn't quite like the team had lost, but he had like a milestone of some sort. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, you just hit your whatever RBI, like, why aren't you seem kind of down? This was via Zoom. So I got to see him from here up, which was where everything was, dur was during the pandemic. And he was like, yeah, I'd rather this team win. And it was a great quote and it was great to see his passion. And everybody was like, why would you ask him that? I'm like, because I got a good answer. You know, and and so for me, it's it's about being curious and in, in, in my authenticity is I don't know everything. You know, I had Ahmed Farid on the show, who is like the head of NBC Sports as far as hosting goes. And he's like, it's OK to not know everything. That's why you lean on them. That's why when you you are on a, a panel and I say this all the time, like I'm not going to have the same resume as Dallas Braden, as Bip Roberts, as Shooty Babbitt, as Dave Stewart. But. I lean on them for that. And I say, well, wait, you said this, but what do you mean by that? And it gets that their gears going. And if I observe something on the field that perhaps somebody else didn't see, like that just makes me better at my job because I knew the right question to ask. And I knew that the right person to ask too. And I think that's what it is like showing up and just being curious. And like, it's, it's definitely a, a thing that you have to just train yourself on because it's deeper than just your career. Right. And I'm very, I love being different. It's I, my biggest fear is being like a Stepford wife, Susie homemaker, like everybody else, not saying that I don't want to eventually maybe be a stay at home wife or whatever, but I mean, like just being like the cookie cutter, like it terrifies me. I love being weird. I love being different. And there's something so beautiful about being unique in yourself. And I think that's what has helped me is because if you want to do the same thing that everybody else is doing, great. But that's not what happens when you have like a meal with me or a cup of coffee with me. Like we're going to have some fun. And it's going to be different because I want you to a leave an, an interview with me, whether I'm interviewing you or listening to it, like learning something, but also being entertained. And I feel like it's so hard to find that balance, but that's my main goal as a, whatever you want to call me, reporter, journalist, podcast host, whatever. I want you to have a good time, but learn something in the end. Yeah, finding your question. So chilly in here. No, totally. What I hear you saying is you and you do, you just have this natural kind of discretion, I guess, is what it is about you, where you're like, I'm confident in who I am, what I want to be, what my strengths are, but I also have the humility to know that you know, I'm gonna surround myself with yeah. good people and I don't know everything, and I'm not afraid to to fail because that's yeah. a big part of finding success in anything and just putting yourself out there to the level at which you have to, to, to be successful and to be authentic. So I think I'm the most confident and insecure person you will ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> Period. 
I, I will I will walk the runway. I will walk the run runway with Tyra Banks and Gigi Hadid, and then I will go home and cry about it. And not because like I'm like that was so amazing. Like why did I? I can't do that. That was dumb. Like that's that's the that's Jess to a T. Oh my goodness! No, you you would rock that runway, Jess. I would. You would I, like I with, would with the hair, all of it, all of it. Oh yeah, um, I, I absolutely would. And and then like two weeks later, I'd be like, I can't believe I did that. Like who does that? Like what is that? And I'd have a whole day where I'm like, you just can't. You just don't talk to me. Like I, I don't know what that was. That was so stupid. And like it's just that's that's me to a T. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, and that's, and what you're kind of saying, I mean, that's kind of why I started bourbon and baseball a year ago when I, so before, before all of this, I only started watching baseball in 2018. So I'm a relatively quote unquote new fan. And when I started listening to baseball podcasts, there were so many baseball podcasts. Yeah. Mainly full of old like guys. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't need any more old white guys talking at me. I have one at home, like that talk, like <laughs> I don't need any more. Okay. So, and I was, I had been trying to find female voices in baseball and the few that I found, I just, I wanted to stick a rusty spoon in my ear and I'm like, I can't, I can't listen to you any, any longer. Like, nope. And so I would just keep talking about baseball to my husband and he goes, for the love of God, can you just talk to anybody else about baseball? Yeah. Just anybody else. You're like, and, fine, I will. And I was like, well, but what? And he goes, you keep talking about this. Like, why don't you do it? Emil, why would why would anyone listen to me about baseball? I'm, I literally have only been watching baseball at that point. I say that before every broadcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Why would anybody <laughs> listen to this? Welcome back to A's Total Access. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, why wouldn't? He's like, do you hear yourself? I mean, you're so, you're super passionate about it. What? I'm pretty sure that if you did this, you would find other people that would listen to you, Amal. I don't, I think you're only saying that because you're married to me and you have to, but whatever. And then I started, we started the, we started the podcast and then random people would start listening and I'm all, why are you listening to me? But thank you so much for listening. Like, I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And you know, a year and here we are a year later and we've been what able about, to talk to so many. What about, great, why was people. it, why was it 2018 that you started following <laughs> baseball? Well, and you know, 2017 a, a little team won the world series and i again was not a was not a baseball fan and my husband had to wake me up uh game five and he was like oh I, that was one of my favorite my, my all-time favorite games i like i like got like a taquito stuck in my hair it was a whole thing i loved that game yeah no i was not was not a baseball fan did not know anything about baseball i i would have i would have rather watched two flies fuck than watch a baseball game <laughs> And literally, I fell asleep during that game, and my husband literally well, had to wake me up screaming that Alex Bragman walked it off in the 10th. And I'm all, you said words that individually I, you, I know, but then you strung them together in a sentence, and now I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And he he was just like, I don't think you understand. But I was like, you're correct. I don't. Like, <laughs> yay, sports ball. Woo! And then don't you know, ever say that it. sentence to me again, Susie. <laughs> yeah, gosh, yeah. Trust me, trust me. So many. And what, and what about? I'm getting like podcasts, Jess, on you. But what about these podcasts with women that what made you want to stick a rusty spoon in your ear? The fact that they, and I, and this is going to sound totally cocky, and I feel very bad, but it, it basically, I was very judgmental on the way that they spoke and how they spoke their cadence. And every other single word was like, and 
I, I literally, I was like, seriously, do you, do you not listen to yourself? You couldn't, you can't listen to yourself because if you did, you would not, you would not say the things that you're saying, how the, how you're saying them. And it just, it hit me that literally anybody can start a podcast regardless of talent level. Yeah. Sounds bad. Or literally anything. And so I had said to myself, well, at the very least, I've got that taken care of. I can at least speak in a in a way that is pleasing to the ear. You know, some yeah. people would, would say absolutely not, Susie. However, you know, <laughs> for the most part, I have not yet heard somebody say that they would rather stick a rusty spoon in their ear. <laughs> not to your face. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, do not open this up to no. to your your Twitter mentions. Yeah, <laughs> no, and it and I get it too. Like I I've I've definitely like fallen in love with my podcast. Um, I've had I have like a a graveyard of podcasts. We all do. Um, and I'm so thankful to Awful Announcing because they're letting it make make it mine. And it's I'm trying to branch out and do more like mental health stuff and like. I'm a single woman, so I want to tap into like dating and and all those other things too. And they're great about letting me do that. Um, So it's definitely become like my child, you know, and it's therapeutic for me for sure. Um, But I love people and I love learning about them. And I think that that's something that I'm discovering a lot about myself is I want to know about people, which is definitely something that I've learned not maybe the last couple of of years, but I mean, my entire reporting career, it's, you want to know how things I hate being like, what makes you tick? Like, that's like such a lazy ass question, but you want to know how you can ask that in several different ways. You know what I mean? And I think people are awesome. And I think everybody has a story and I know I certainly do. So if I have like all these different things that I've dealt with, like, I wonder why, like what, what made them stand on this exact area where I'm standing now? Like, why are we both here at this moment? You know? Yeah. Well, you were in each other is yeah. important. It's important mm-hmm. for, it's going to be even more important in this world, this continuous, very virtual world yeah. that we live in. But I want to say that something that both of you do that I appreciate from, you know, somebody who started a baseball podcast a year and a half ago, not because I didn't necessarily, I, you know, see more women covering sports now and all of that, but the main way that I still see them doing it is in a way that is uh, being kind of that host that just volleys it to the man, yeah, uh, yeah. to whether it's the player or, you know, cause sometimes that I totally agree that sometimes a player is just able to give a different and better perspective on things, of course, but sometimes it's not even in that case. They're just there to be the Vanna White, I guess, if you will, even if that is in an audio sense. So both of you speak about it in a way that like, I want to know your opinion about the game. I want to hear your perspective as well as in a way, you know, that you can ask questions because of, of your perspective on the game and not just because you're pretty and have nice voices to listen to. Well, so, and it, it, but it is nice. Like when I, I'm interviewing somebody and, and he'll throw it back to me, like, what do you think about that? I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go. Like, this isn't about me, but then they literally sometimes will be like, no, I genuinely want to know because you know, this X, Y, and Z and you, or you spoke to this person and I cannot tell you how good that makes a woman feel. And we find out, like I talk about Danny Wexelman and Melanie Newman constantly. We know who our allies are 
pretty quickly. Dallas is, of course, one of them. Like Eduardo Perez is a phenomenal ally. There are so many guys who have our backs. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, it's it's great. But it wasn't until recently where I had other like women that had my back. And and I now I have a phenomenal Rolodex of women who I can call in a second, whether it's baseball or life things. Um, and and it's just kind of cool to know that like same thing. Like if I'm if I'm interviewing another woman, like they'll volley it to me too. And that's great. You know what I mean? So it's it's really cool. And I'm glad that you noticed that because it's it's definitely we know we feel it too. Mm-hmm. You know. I love that. Um, so you know, has has the Oakland Athletics always been your favorite team? Yeah. I grew up in East Man. I was born in Baltimore, so I, I have an affinity for the Orioles. So the Kleinschmidt household was so elated when Melanie Newman got the Orioles job. Um, but I also am from Reno, where I covered the Reno Aces, which is the Diamondbacks AAA team. So it was so weird, though, when I returned from leave in 2023, it was the first time the Diamondbacks had been in, at the Coliseum in, gosh, since like, I want to say 2017. And so it was the first time that I got to watch my two teams go up against each other. Um, and that was really, really cool. Uh, and, you know, Luis Gonzalez was there and I finally got to meet him as my mom's favorite player growing up. So that was a cool moment. Um, and yeah, so I've always kind of had an affinity for the Cardinals and the or- and the not the Cardinals, the uh, Diamondbacks and the Orioles. What would make you think Cardinals? I don't know. I know, I know. <laughs> well, I want to know, because obviously, especially as of late, covering the A's is maybe a bit different than covering mm-hmm. other teams. So what challenges does it present and how do you adapt content to keep fans engaged when, you know, you're just constantly hearing how not competitive the team is going to be yet again this year? That's a great question. Um, and I'm glad you asked that because I, I we kind of all got a lot of stuff heading into last season, the term winning wasn't mentioned a lot. It was about opportunity. And it was like the younger guys getting an opportunity, the older veteran presence, they're coming onto the squad because perhaps the A's are giving them a major league deal. But Brent Rooker, who was our A's all-star last season, who was voted in behind Shohei Otani for the designated position uh, or the designated hitter position, kind of, he pulled Nick Allen and Zach Geloff aside, our mid infielders and said like, we can't repeat what we did you know, losing 112 games. And I think that that's what's important is we're, we're using the term winning a lot. I'm hearing a lot of that. And there's there's some, a little bit extra pressure there because, you know, these are up and coming players. Zach Geloff is going to be a superstar. The way that he showed up to the major league clubhouse, it felt like he had been there the entire season. He got there in July. And I felt like I was introducing myself to a major league player who had been in the bigs for like two seasons. Mm-hmm. And he's such a well-rounded player. He's, you know, he's supposed to be on the left side, but now he's playing second base. And he's one of the top 10, if you're into the media stuff and MLB network, he's one of the top 10 second basemen in the game. And if you are definitely into it because the way that we consume media as a society, you're <laughs> definitely paying attention to that. But um, he got, you know, ninth out of 10th and he absolutely should be because he's, a phenomenal defensive player. He's quick on the bases. He's so smart in his approach at the plate and he's only getting better and he's still very young, but this is the season for Ryan Noda. I obviously, if you guys follow me on social media, you know, I'm a big Joey Votto fan and the guy Ryan Noda gets on base and it's, 
you want to talk about Moneyball, what have you, but watching Noda get better throughout the season was phenomenal. And this is a Rule 5 guy, probably the best Rule 5 draft for the A's since Mark Canna, and that's a big name, big shoes to fill, and a big yeah, name sure. to be compared to. And Ryan Noda just got better as the season went on. I want to know what his brain sees when he approaches the plate because it's he knows how to not only work the zone, but I think he can like see the pitch before it happens two pitches ahead of time. And when he, he knows when the pitch is, is there, he knows when it's not. And, and that's just part of it. His, his, I think he's going to get better as far as his bat goes. He wants to be more consistent at the plate. And Nick Allen was just talking about him. He's our first baseman and he can stick it. And he's a big target there. And Nick Allen, I mentioned him, he's working on his hitting. He wants to be better on his bottom half. And, Nick Allen's one of the best defensive players that you could really watch. He's got amazing hands and that actually kind of hindered him and his approach at the plate because he was too handsy and you forget about the bottom half and Tristan Casas, who I had on the show last year, of course, plays for the Boston Red Sox also was compared to Joey Votto, but he said that Nick Allen was one of the best defensive players he's ever played with. And they played together on the team USA team. That was redundant, but I all, and, and so I just feel like there's so many little nuances that are going to be working for this team and you have Shay Langoliers who has yet to peak and you have JP Sears who got 32 starts last year who stayed healthy I think he's going to start and be a part of a really strong rotation Joe Boyle and um, Mason Miller have some of the best upside for the A's since you know Jared Parker and Sonny Gray who was in Cy Young talks last season former A who isn't um, so it's it's a lot of really good things to show so when I have to present that you just have to go in it knowing that and it's not and obviously we know there's the Vegas move that's kind of all over everything and so people don't really want to pay attention to the players but my job is to show you that the reason why they're on this major league team is because of x y and z and at the end of the day like they're still superstars in their own right and you want to know about them and that's my job as well and I'm also a baseball nut where I want to know like what's working for them, what isn't, um, how can I make this person relatable to a fan? Um, and the fans themselves want to know about those things. So I just got to trust my gut and trust what I'm showing on the broadcast when I'm tweeting about what I'm putting out on, you know, the A's YouTube channel is something that they can still relate to despite everything that's going on, not just with Vegas, but a really coming off of 112 lost season, a historically bad season. But to know that the guys are not only aware of what happened, not one of them throughout the season was like ignoring the fact that that was going on. But I can promise you as somebody who was you know, following the team the entire season, it was still a solid team. And I don't want to say that just to be like, oh, she's DeLulu. Like, yes, in other ways, yes. But not when it comes to this team, because despite the really bad season in 2022, there like the team was hitting the defensive capabilities got better over time. It was some solid pitching. Obviously, every team's going to deal with, you know, be riddled with injury. And there were so many bright spots. Um, and I mentioned some of them. And I feel like they can only go up from there. Estee Uriouiz is going to steal so many bases again. And, you know, more. I was going to ask you how many bases you thought he was going to steal this, <laughs> this season. I, we all we all did like a broadcaster like number. And I want to say I think I had it up to only 40 or something. And like, boy, was I wrong. Um, but it was <laughs> cool to see him. 
yeah, and Ricky Henderson came was is always at the field, and they would like talk about things because he broke Ricky Henderson's like rookie record, and he's so fast. And it, when, once his defense gets together, he's going to be unstoppable. So it's there's a lot of good positives to take away, and I'm not just saying that in any sort of naivety way. Like there was so much good, and the best part is, is no matter what happened throughout the season, the clubhouse was solid. It was always solid, and they get along very well, and. And, and it wasn't like a, oh, F it, we're just going to have fun. They're professionals. You know, Nick Allen's one of the most pro, pro, pro players I've ever come across. And they don't like to lose, period. It doesn't matter what right. organization you play for, they want to win. And that showed. And like I said, the, the chemistry is good. They all get along. And it's just a fun team to be around. And despite all the losing, having to talk to the media every single day, that's that's got to be wearing on you. Um, but there's a lot of positives. And I think it's really cool to have to hear them have a good mentality heading into this next season because it's there's just something different there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they are major league baseball players. And I love hearing you say that, like, they deserve to be covered and highlighted yeah. as so. And it's funny because. I don't know, like I've had some of the most interesting conversations with fans or people who cover these teams that everyone's like, oh, how are you a Reds fan? Whatever. But they are like the truest, most diehard fans of the game a lot of the time. And even just I'm like sitting here getting excited listening to you talk about the way that you cover them and, yeah. you know, the kinds of things that you think about, because those are the the storylines that we love to follow regardless of what fan you're or what team you are a fan of. Yeah. And, and the A's are just, it's like a family vibe too. Like obviously Ron Washington was just hired as the angels manager and we have him on A's cast a lot. He's A's royalty. He fixed Marcus Simeon. He fixed Marcus Simeon. And now Marcus Simeon is not only a world series champion, but he's getting paid to be. And one of the best guys in the game too. You want to talk about a professional. And he came on A's cast recently and said, not, not only talking about how passionate the fans are, and it didn't matter the numerical value of the attendance. Like it just felt loud. Ask any outfielder who has ever played at the Coliseum. They will verify this. But Ron said, it's, you know, once you're an A, you're, it's family. And, you know, you walk in there, he's, the, the workers that I've worked with for years, they don't forget you. And sit, call the Coliseum what you want. But it's one of my favorite places in the world. Because you talk to any broadcaster, any player, the moment you're at a ballpark, like everything's good. Everything's good, which is why I rushed back from, you know, being on leave. Cause once the, that 640 hit the first pitch hit, like mama was good. And, and I feel like that is just something that I've had from the beginning. Cause for me, I was spoiled to the Coliseum when I was 11 and it's pretty much the exact same as it is now. So it's, it's a comfort for me, but I've always had a good time there, whether I'm there as a fan or there as, you know, the team reporter. Now, did you actually participate in fantasy camp this no. year? Or no, you... I didn't want to make everybody feel bad. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, Shut I didn't. Up, sorry. sorry. No one's talking yeah. to you. Sorry. I did not. I was not there. That's that's disappointing. But, you know, I, I would feel bad for Dallas, though, because I know that you probably throw harder than he does. I so. probably do. But I also feel like they should invite me just to kind of give them like the sideline reporter vibe. Like, hey, that went really like, let's do a post game interview. Maybe I'll do that next season. That's so funny. We were yeah, we were talking about um, fantasy camp yesterday on on the show. And I was saying, like, I would I would do unholy things 
in order to afford going to like say like Astros fantasy camp because that would just be hysterical in and of itself watching non-athletic me trying to be athletic um I just like I, know, I feel like I don't know how I'd look in baseball pants anymore <laughs> I haven't worn them in a long time and I don't I don't know I don't know yeah no I don't I don't you know I they they've got the butt pads now. I think I would just rock the butt pads in the baseball pants, and then I'd be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just you know, if anybody ever sees me in baseball pants, just know that it's probably butt pads. That's what you're looking <laughs> at. Definitely, definitely. That uh, that I don't need. That is not a concern for me. Okay, we get it. We don't need butt pads. Jeez, oh, Kels, we all can't be gorgeous and, and work out like you, okay? But with, no, her, with her, with her very good-looking husband, Kelsey, we get it, okay? Yeah. But uh, you know what? Okay, I'm going to tell you one more thing about my husband. He made me a calendar of him in baseball pants, which I asked for. It's very dorky. Uh, he's like posing with all my pets, but that is something that I have to brag about. So that's my version of camp. I don't need anything else. That's amazing. That's right? one of the best things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Huh. I love that. Love that. Anyway, well, um, just I know, I know we've uh, we've we've kept you for for quite a while now, and so we're we're gonna wrap up with like one final question, and then we will okay. let you go. Um, if you could pick any player to co-host a show with, Ooh. who would it be? Like current player, current, or, you know, doesn't matter. Retired whoever. player, whoever. Yeah. You know who I think about a lot who'd be fun to host a show with is Brandon Belt. Hmm. Brandon Bell, he's he's very funny. But I think the the real and it's funny though because it's kind of a good transition. Obviously, Joey Votto, I would love to host a show with him, but he would take all the attention away from me. And I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you and Joey Votto have like very similar vibes. Thank and you. That is I'm actually I do need to know. I do need to know where you want him to sign before we let you go too. Like if you, I, I will say. A few years ago, I, I joked with my, with our GM. I'm like, any interest in Joey Votto? Like, what's going on there? And he's like, I know, Jess. He gets on base. On base. It was like a total joke. Um, I don't. I don't care. I just. I just don't think any of us are ready to sign. The last I heard, three teams were interested in him. Um, I think Toronto would obviously be great. His vibe. I could see him doing well. I mean, why not return to the Reds? Like the, they just did that with the Cardinals no. with Matt Carpenter and everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I would love him to be on the A's. Didn't we had like a point in the A's lives where we had, you know, like Frank Thomas before he retired and uh, Garcia Parra, like, why not go yeah. back to that? Like, probably guaranteed. But then then you'd have to, Ryan Noda should stay at first base. But Noda's, you know, he loves him some Votto too. I don't care. I just hope he's happy. That's what matters. And then if not, then we can start our podcast. Joey and Josh yes I would yes. sign me up yeah I'm here for yeah. it all right well Jess um tell the people where they can find you on all of the socials you can find me on Twitter X oh yeah X uh, <laughs> at Kleinschmidt JD and then um Instagram Jessica Kleinschmidt I'm trying to do the TikTok thing I'm Jess Kleinschmidt on there as well oh, you're ahead of the curve I'm yeah. an old lady. I, I don't can... do the TikTok but I can only scroll TikTok mindlessly and and watch all the trends. I can't ever make a TikTok because it would take me 4,000 years to do. Um, And so I hired a high schooler to do my like photography TikToks and she made eight of them in an hour. 
Oh my god. I don't I don't know how she did it or like I was like that literally I made one. I made one and I kid you not it it, it took me a literal like 6 hours to do. I'm all this is not I can't do no. this. This is not a thing that I can do. So also um, make sure you are liking and subscribing everywhere on all the podcasts to shorten to the point. For sure, for sure. We will link all of those. We will link all of those in the show notes um because it's it's one of those where I started listening because I'm like, oh, another baseball girly. And then, you know, like you do all of the other sports as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm not so hard I tune out a little bit more. I do a little bit more. I tune out a little bit more when it's not baseball related. I do have my biggest baseball guest coming up in the next few weeks. Ooh, teaser. <gasps> Ooh, but until teaser. we record it, I don't want to like jinx it. So. Yeah, right. Well, I'm, I, I am on the edge of my seat waiting for that. So it's going to be really good. Imagine me who like doesn't hold back with a male version of that i'm so excited i'm so excited yeah i can't wait great Whew. subscribe you guys are the so, best this is a lot of fun no, I, like i said just um anytime you want to come back feel free that it, it, it is an open invite um and we will just talk maybe i should come on like do, like post game so you guys can see like how i am after a game be like this girl that would, would be really that. interesting and then susie will be like talk about baseball i'm like no absolutely not <laughs> done no. that's that's totally okay I didn't wanna, can... yeah if i could like next time i do want to pick your brain more about like work-life balance because yeah. that's such an interesting topic with when your work is just such a huge part you you want it to be a big part of your life yeah right? and, and i maybe i'm not the right person to ask because i'm single like i i don't have kids i don't have a husband so like no i mean the, the fact that you're diving more into like the mental health and just yeah. all of that aspect of it that's all all part of it so i would love to talk about that because i'm still trying to figure that stuff out myself and i do yeah. think that that's really cool that you're going to cover more of that um in your content as well so thank you we are here for all of it you guys are the best you are the best jess i love you so much so definitely um go follow jess on all the socials go listen to oh, and watch subscribe to short and to the point um, and then I will obviously link all of the things in the show notes below. Don't forget to give us five stars. Give us nice words because we love all the nice words. Hit the subscribe button. Love that. I'm still holding strong in Korea and Japan. Guys, thank you so much. Spain. Oh. Love that. Love that. Um, USA, though. I need to. I need y'all to get, get on board. Get on board. We're stubborn. We're stubborn. What are you going to do? Yeah. So um, with that, we will close the show out. I'm going to find, find my mouse at some point. There we go. And, and um, we will hit and record and yay, baseball. <laughs>